Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and I'm a certified holistic health and nutrition coach. We're broadcasting live from Malibu, California, where I just moved uh, today, in fact. And this afternoon, I'm going to be interviewing April Renee of VacInfo.org on the dangers of vaccines. And I wanted to do this very important show today because my own daughter was recently diagnosed with a very mild form of autism. And thankfully, it's only mild, and she's likely going to make a full recovery. But I believe her condition to be caused by vaccines. She hit all of her milestones early. She talked at nine months and had 50 words by the time she was one year old. And, you know, any toxicity she may have inherited from me was not impeding her development because she was hitting all her milestones correctly. And as some of you listeners may know, we do inherit the toxicity and nutrient deficiencies of our mothers. And sadly, I decided to begin vaccinating my daughter at six months old. I waited until this time, thankfully. But she did get two to three vaccinations at a time every three months, right on schedule. And this, I believed, caused her to have brain inflammation and heavy metal toxicity as revealed on her hair mineral analysis test, which I caused her injury. And my daughter had aluminum, tex- aluminum toxicity on her first hair test, which is now used as a preservative in vaccines since mercury is frowned upon, even though it's still used. And aluminum causes learning delays and autism as much as mercury. It's toxic to the brain. And... I basically believe her developmental delays are due to the heavy metal toxicity she received from vaccines. And other kids get these shots and don't have problems until much later in life. But some vulnerable populations, like my daughter, suffer the signs very quickly. And like our guest today, I want to inform you listeners about the dangers of vaccines and to think about what you are doing before you vaccinate yourself or your child. Educate before you vaccinate. But before we get started, I have to do a little disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment I suggest on the show. Now, everyone, please go to my website. It's livetoone110.com. I started the site to educate you about paleo nutrition, the importance of detoxing from heavy metals and industrial chemicals that are the major cause of disease, and how to treat your health conditions naturally without medication. And if you'd like what you hear on today's show, please give the Live to 110 podcast a nice review and rating on iTunes. This will help people around the world to find the show easier and to get my word out on health, and I would really appreciate it so much. Now, our guest for today, April Renee, travels the world to educate parents before they vaccinate. She's a keynote speaker for the Vaccine Information Coalition and former president of the Autism Autoimmunity Project. After her own four-year-old daughter never developed properly or spoke due to vaccine-induced autism, she dedicated her life to informing others about the dangers of vaccines. Good afternoon, April. How are you? Hey, Wendy. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for helping me and be a voice for the voiceless. (laughs) Yes, and my pleasure. I'm really, really excited about this show today because I think it's so important. So first, why don't you tell the listeners your very compelling story? Why have you dedicated your life to educating people about vaccines? 
Well, like you, Wendy, I, I was misinformed about the vaccinations, and I blindly trusted the pediatrician, you know, given the recommended vaccination set by the CDC with my daughter, Casey. She was my first child born back in 1995. And um, I, I noticed neurologically she wasn't developing. She wasn't going from a lying to a sitting position on her own at four months. Um, I had to teach her how to crawl. So neurologically she wasn't developing. And about a year old at a year party, first year party family members were questioning why she wasn't like normal one year old. Um, so I started taking her to all the specialists, the endocrinologists and gastroenterologists and neurologists trying to find out why she wasn't developing like the other one year olds and of course they could find nothing wrong. Um, anyway, at around almost two years old uh, is when she was given the label of autism, which everyone knows or as we should know that the C D C is now saying is one in fifty one in 50 children today are being labeled full-blown autistic. Um, so she got the label when she was two. And then I stopped her vaccines because, again, the specialist couldn't um, give me any answers. And nobody knows our babies better than we do. I knew my daughter was, you know, something was wrong with her. And I started researching on my own. And, you know, uh, I realized she was vaccine injured as well, as you have with your daughter. So I stopped her vaccines when she was two. And then two years after stopping her vaccines, she contracted the last month of her life that bacterial mening- um, mononucleosis, excuse me, Epstein-Barr virus from the animal viruses that are in the vaccinations, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, that led into a secondary infection, bacterial meningitis, and 10 days after her fourth birthday, I lost my daughter. She passed away. Wow. So I've learned the hard way, and we're all victims. We're just as much victims as our babies. Um, I learned the hard way that these vaccines um, are poison, and we have a right to educate ourselves and and learn the facts before we just blindly trust the pediatricians. Because unfortunately, the, you know the, the the drug companies that make the vaccinations, you know, they fund the medical schools and pretty much write the textbooks for these doctors. So they they don't teach them this stuff. They don't teach them there's dangers in vaccinations. They don't teach them that there's mercury and aluminum, like you mentioned, from aldehyde, MSG, uh, animal blood, I mean, and on and on and on. And we have a right to know these things. Yeah, it's like, why would they teach that? You know, they don't want to shy people away from their multi-billion dollar products. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, big, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely misinformation, and that's why I've dedicated my life in honor of my daughter, Casey, to travel the world teaching people facts that they have the right to know. Um, you know, most people think you can't go to school without vaccines. It's a lie. There's exemptions to get into school. I have two of, you know, subsequent children since Casey with no vaccines, and they're in the public school system. <laughs> so they tell you no shots in school, no kidding, and it's not true. So we have the right to know that. Um, you know, the ingredients, like I mentioned, we have the right to know that, you know, that all these heavy metals together combined along with the animal viruses and blood because they use live mediums to weaken these diseases to make the vaccinations, which I had no clue and probably the audience that's listening has no clue, um, that they, they literally use the jugular of a horse to weaken the DPT vaccine uh, in the jugular of a the horse. They use aborted fetal tissue. They use the kidneys of monkeys for the polio vaccine to weaken the disease and make the vaccination. They actually do what's called attenuation. They, they weaken the disease and let it through the kidney of a monkey about 50 times. They call it serial passage. Then they extract that live virus from that live animal and then make this witch's brew concoction of a vaccine. Um, you know, if we know this stuff, we obviously would have looked into it further and probably chose to abstain. 
because, um, you know, when you extract a live virus or live blood from an animal, you're extracting every blood or every virus that particular animal ever had, you know, and then you're bypassing our defenses. We have fever and vomiting and diarrhea to purge, but with the vaccines, you're going straight to the blood with this stuff. You know, with the combination of the mercury and the aluminum and the formaldehyde and the MSG and all the other toxins in these cumulative vaccines. So, it, to me, it's blood po- poisoning, Wendy. It's, blood, it's poisoning our baby's bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure this is propaganda from the pharmaceutical companies, but what do you say to people who say that some children have to die and be sacrificed for the overall health of the population to stop these deadly diseases against which we're vaccinating? Well, the whole the whole uh, premise of, of herd immunity is a joke. And when you start doing your homework, you realize that's another misinformation that the medical doctors are taught that, you know, that the, I mean, they actually say that my unvaccinated children put their vaccinated children at risk. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. like, makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, if, if your vaccines work, then why would my unvaccinated children hurt you? Anyway, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's misinformation. It's based on the germ theory, which is a complete lie. My husband and I travel the world teaching this. Um, the germ theory is the biggest lie in medicine. It's what vaccines and all pharmaceutical drugs are, are based on is that germs cause disease. And what we teach is that your cellular terrain, the inner condition of your cellular terrain, it's like an example my husband uses is two people walk into an elevator with a sick person with the flu, let's say, or mononucleosis, and, and, and that he sneezes. One person catches it, the other doesn't. If germ theory was true, then both people would have gotten the germ. So mm. depending on your, your inner condition. So my point is, is it's just the opposite. If anything, vaccinated children put the unvaccinated children at risk because they're shedding live viruses. You know, like the chickenpox vaccine is a live virus, so you're shedding a, a laboratory-made chickenpox virus. So it's, if anything, it's the other way around. But it's just misinformation like everything else we're being told, and that's why I encourage people to, you know, not just trust me, do their homework, because when you start learning on your own, you'll realize most of the information these medical doctors and pediatricians are telling us is just misinformation. They're mistaught. They're misinformed. Yeah, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that your mission to educate people on vaccines is very important because so many think that they are informed when, in fact, they're not. For instance, when I was pregnant with my child, you know, I read all the baby books. You know, each one had a chapter about vaccines. So I thought I was really well informed. I thought I had the information I needed to make an informed decision. So I proceeded to vaccinate with confidence. However, it needs to be noted that the chapters on vaccines in these baby books merely brushed over the side effects of vaccines, though not very thoroughly. And some stats on the risk, they, you know, they had some stats on the risk of your child dying from a vaccine. But most say that there's no connection between autism and vaccines, and certainly nothing about heavy metal toxicity apart from mercury, uh, which I was assured is no longer used in vaccines. And this is absolutely untrue. Mercury is still used in several vaccines, most notably the flu vaccine. And I believe mm-hmm. this is why many think they are informed about, about vaccines. You know, I want to explain to the listeners that many baby books undergo heavy scrutiny from their publishers. Publishers publish books that sell and that sell to the mainstream, and the mainstream vaccinates. So they're not interested in publishing some renegade baby book that advocates against vaccinations. And do you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. And I really think a lot of the writers, you know, most of them are pediatricians or medical doctors, and they just don't know this stuff. 
I mean, the drug companies, like I said, fund the medical schools and write the textbooks that teach them, so they're just not taught this. I have people that have my cards, the Educate Before You Vaccinate business cards that I send all over the world with the ingredients on the back. And I've had people tell me they get, they show their pediatrician, and their pediatrician, they, they actually get angry because we're questioning their authority. They don't know that these ingredients are in the vaccination. You know, the drug companies keep them from knowing, so they'll just, you know, recommend them and just, you know, uh, you know, convince parents or scare parents because they, 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 you know, they scared me. My, my ex-husband, Casey's father, worked with two chiropractors when I was pregnant with her that warned us. You know, they told us you might want to look into the vaccines. They're a problem. And instead of looking into it, you know, as a, you know, as a first-time mom, like most people, you know, first-time parents, they trust their pediatrician. Um, my, my pediatrician told me that Casey would die if I didn't vaccinate her. It scared me. And that they, she even was angry with me because I had postponed a, a week ahead because she had, like, the little flu bite symptoms and I didn't vaccinate her. And when I came in that week later, she just scared me. She said, you know, your daughter made me feel negligent. You know, and that's what they do. They scare you. They, they, they make you feel that you're being a bad parent by not vaccinating. So they just don't know. They're just taught by the drug companies is what I've learned. And how many vaccinations are our children expected to submit to these days? Oh, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. I mean, by, by 18 months of age, 38 vaccines. I mean, six-month-old babies, 38. 38 by the time they're 18 months of age is called the, CD, the, the CDC's recommendation. You know, whereas you and I received, you know, four at the most. They're getting, that's the problem, the accumulation. You know, they get, uh, you know, seven seven of them when they're two months old and then another seven when they're four months old and then another, you know what I'm saying? It's just a compounding thing. They, they're getting overloaded with these not only diseases together. I mean, these are combinations. DPT is three diseases, diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, along with the MMR, measles, mumps, and rubella. You know, it's, it's like all these diseases, but then on top of that, all the heavy metals, you know, and, and metals are heavy, obviously, so if your child happens to be the last couple of doses of that particular vial, if that nurse doesn't shake up that vial, guess what? Your child's getting heavy metals, more so. Mm-hmm. so there's just so many variables and, and the accumulation of them. I mean, even the CDC has an adult vaccine recommended schedule on their website now. I was literally counting and got nauseous, had to stop counting at 160. They're actually recommending, including the flu shot every year, over 160 vaccines for an adult for in your lifetime, if you listen to Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable to me. I know. I know. That's money-making scam. I know. Hey, Fitness Incorporated is big business. And these are diseases which aren't even deadly. I mean, we know chicken pox isn't deadly. You want your kids yeah, to Yeah, I had chicken, chicken pox. Exactly. And you have lifetime immunity. You know, same with measles, mumps, rubella. Most of our parents had. They're not deadly diseases. You know, yeah. even polio, I showed in my presentation how the diseases were coming down, polio, tetanus, the, the better sanitation and nutrition way before the drug companies introduced their vaccines. It had nothing to do with eradicating polio like we're being told. When you do your homework, you will find out. Ninety yeah. percent of people that were exposed during the polio epidemic because of their cellular terrain, because they were had strong immune systems, non-tainted with the vaccinations, they weren't compromised by the vaccines. They had strong immune systems. They didn't even get they didn't even uh, get the polio. Ninety percent of people that were exposed during the polio epidemic. So you just have to do your homework. When you start learning, you realize everything that you're led to believe this isn't true. Yeah. Can you elaborate on some of the toxic ingredients in vaccines? Well, as you mentioned already, the mercury and the aluminum, the formaldehyde, the MSG, uh, formalin, 
Um, to me, the most devastating is the, the animal blood, um, you know, antifreeze. And it's a combination of these things. They've never done I mean, it's obviously mercury is a no-brainer. This is the same stuff they used to call evacuate schools when I was a little girl if you book a thermometer, uh, call in poison control. Um, but now they've added the mercury thimerosal along with the aluminum. There's been no studies, you know, showing the compounding effect of the two heavy metals together with the antifreeze, with the MSG, with, you know, with the formaldehyde. So it's just, it's, it, you know, and again, you're bypassing the body's defenses. The body can't, the blood can't vomit or have diarrhea, things that our body does to expel. If you're, you know, if you, if you drink Drano, for instance, you're going you're gonna to throw up, you know, you're going to purge it. That's what our body's designed to do. And when you bypass those, you know, defense mechanisms that our creator gave us, and you go to red alert right to the bloodstream, the blood can't expel. It can't, and so all it can do is just, you know, lay in our, dormant in our blood and then, you know, autism, you know, say one child dying, well, really, it's, I mean, look at the autism epidemic. We have about one in 150, one in 50 uh, autism. We have every other child either has ADD or ADHD, which is also vaccine injury, our researchers are proving. Um, we have babies that die from sudden infant death syndrome, which we, our researchers prove is the vaccine still in these babies. Um, shaken baby syndrome, I've represented, I've talked to several parents who are being accused of, of shaking their baby to death, and of course, within 30 days, they have a vaccination. Um, so it's just one thing after another. I mean, it's just crazy when you start going down the rabbit hole, Wendy. It's just amazing the truth that'll jump out at you, and how you know. I, I really wish I would have known these things instead of blindly trusting, like you and I both did, and most people do. We need to do our homework. Yeah, it's sad. I thought that I did, but I just wasn't looking in the right yeah. place. Sadly. Yeah, so, because you're going to the doctors. Yeah, they just don't know. Yeah, so. Can you tell listeners how exactly vaccines weaken and damage your immune system? Well, they, they compromise that you're, you're injecting the heavy metals and the, the blood of animals, as I mentioned, and it's a foreign antigen uh, going straight to the bloodstream, and it compromises your immune system. And really, I did my own clinical study because, again, I have two unvaccinated children. <laughs> Casey was the one that I had to learn the hard way with. Um, Corey was born 20 months after Casey with no vaccines, and I saw for two years a fully man-made vaccinated immune system compared to a fully God-made unvaccinated immune system. And Wendy, no comparison. They would get the same exact virus, and Corey would run a 10, 15-minute fever and kill the same virus. Casey would take at least three or four days to a week to kill. Um, even at her death, when, when we realized it was too late for her, unfortunately, they said, bring your son to the emergency room right away because you know, he was literally drinking her bottle the night before she passed away. So obviously he should have bacterial meningitis and mono. So they said, bring him to the hospital. I bring him to the emergency room. They asked him, they asked me, is he up to date on vaccines? And I said, yes, he's up to date. Because if you have, I mean, I believe in trauma medicine. I thought he was maybe at risk, so I had to take him there. They take his blood and his urine, two nurses, I'll never forget it. They take his blood and his urine, they come back out, and they said, not only does he not have Epstein-Barr virus, or bacterial meningitis, but we've never seen purer blood in a little boy, they told me. Pure blood. Wow. Yeah, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And my kids have never even had an ear infection. Corey's just, just turned 16. My daughter, Faith, I've had since Casey's passed, and she'll be 13 next month. Never had an ear infection. Never sick. 
uh, unvaccinated children just don't, they don't get sick. Even Mayor Eisenstein in Chicago, a family practitioner, says he has all these unvaccinated patients. He has a little YouTube clipping saying, no vaccines, no cancer, no vaccines, no autism. But his unvaccinated patients don't even have cancer. So there's well, something, uh, you know, to say about that. <laughs> because, you know, even diseases, I mean, cholesterol, high cholesterol, heart disease. My husband has heart disease in patients and in children. Um, you know, leukemia in a four-year-old patient he has. Two years old with brain tumors. Where is this coming from? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's not uh, by no means the vaccines increase the immune system because you can't poison the blood with mercury, formaldehyde, aluminum, antifreeze, MSG, the blood of animals, and on and on and on. The list of ingredients is on my card and on my website and expect to develop immunity. Yeah. It compromises. It weakens your immune system. And this is why unvaccinated children are, are very healthy because they don't have that compromised immune system. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it's really interesting your perspective that you think that the vaccinated children are actually putting the unvaccinated children at risk because their immune system is compromised and they're more vulnerable to disease. And in fact, the very diseases against which they're vaccinated. Exactly. Do you know they don't tell us this part, but when you see outbreaks of, you know, whatever, diphtheria or measles or whatever, um, if you do your homework with it, our researchers show that the vaccinated population, a vaccine child, a child that had the vaccination is who started the epidemic because they're yeah. shedding live viruses. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're shedding live viruses with these diseases, a lot of them. So if you're around a recent vaccinated person with the flu shot, for instance, um, if your immune system is weakened, is compromised, you're susceptible to catching the flu. Yeah, I think this is such a brilliant business model for the pharmaceutical companies because they inject these viruses, these live attenuated viruses into people. They cause outbreaks like recent ones of whooping cough and measles in different parts of the country. And then everyone runs to go get the vaccination out of fear. It's yeah, like so it's so brilliant. Yeah, it's a big business model, like you said. And that's really their only goal, Wendy. The drug companies, the Rothschilds, the families that own the companies, the Rockefellers, they're the ones that, you know, are really pushing the vaccine campaign and, and you know, to, to keep people sick and keep them going into the doctor's office. It's Sickness Incorporated. It's big business. And yeah. unfortunately, our children are the ones that are suffering because of it. So my passion is really, even though my baby's not here anymore, you know, to be a voice for these voices because they don't have a choice, you know. A child born today at the hospital within three hours at most hospitals is going to get a hepatitis B vaccine. Yeah, um, that's insane. Blood, that is a, it's insane. It is. It's insane. It's a hepatitis B is contracted through sexual sexual intercourse and through people injecting themselves IV drug with use. drugs. Exactly, IV drug or use. blood transfusions. And they're giving it to a newborn baby. Crazy. Yeah. So we have to be their voice. They don't have a choice, and that's why I'm just trying to wake up anybody who will listen with these facts that we have the right to know. You know, congressional hearings, people don't even know um, that Congressman Dan Burton back in the early 2000s started uncovering the truth about the vaccinations being linked to the autism epidemic. But why didn't nobody, why does nobody know about it? Because C-SPAN didn't show it until 4 o'clock in the morning, one of the hearings. Um, so they don't show this information. The drug companies, you know, are the sponsors of our television, so they're not going to allow this information to get out. You know, plenty of researchers have proved what us parents already know, and I show all these researchers in my presentation, not just Mercury, um, but Dr. Wakefield and Dr. Singh and Dr. Oleski with the, the live measles, uh, the MMR vaccine. 
Um, and then, you know, Dr. Andrew Molden, he's the one that came out with the microvascular mini-strokes happening from the vaccines, including the adult vaccines, the flu shot and all those. And then the most devastating research is Dr. Martin's research, John Martin. He used to work with the FDA, who's finding these stealth viruses, monkey viruses, hidden viruses, he calls them, from the animals they're using to make the vaccinations. And uh, so the research is there, but nobody hears about it. We're, we're told in the media that there's no connection. No research has been proven, but there has been. And that's why I think it's my mission in life to, you know, I know Casey was only supposed to be here four years and ten days because I've taken that, you know, that torch per se to reach out to whoever is interested in making their choice for their children uh, instead of just blindly trusting these pediatricians and these medical doctors who don't know. They just don't know the facts. Yeah, and you can't you can't blindly follow the advice of any physician or any healthcare practitioner. You have to take responsibility for yourself and do your homework. You just can't because right. you're just not you're not going to have a good health outcome if you just blindly right. follow what anybody says. Yeah, and pediatricians, Wendy, are vaccine clinics. I mean, I'm 48 years old. When I was a little doctor, a little girl, we didn't have pediatricians. We went to the family doctor. The pediatricians are vaccine clinics. That's what you go to them for. The well-being yeah, it's 50% of their income. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not their income is is the vaccinations. Right. So why would they even, you know, consider the fact that the autism epidemic is being caused by them? <laughs> they would never do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why yeah, it's up to us parents. Yeah, and there's many that say that there's no proof that vaccines cause autism. You know, I actually read in a psychology textbook when I attended USC that there were no links between autism and vaccines. And in 2008, I was taking some psych classes there for fun because I'm a big nerd. And I took that information to be absolutely true since it was in my textbook and taught at a prestigious university. And I then thought people like Jenny McCarthy and others who advocate a vaccine, advocate against vaccines were personally responsible for murdering children. Like, I hated these people. And I felt, I really felt very strongly about this. And I now know that this information to be false. I I don't need a study telling me that there is a direct link between autism and vaccines. We already know that the ingredients in vaccines, just by themselves, like mercury, aluminum, formaldehyde, and others, cause mm-hmm. brain injury. I mean, forget about the synergistic effects. We know that each individual one it, are brain toxic. So sure. it's not difficult to postulate that vaccines cause injury in numerous ways to children, namely the autism spectrum disorders. And as you mentioned, as of March 2013, it's been found that one in 54 males born are on the autism spectrum disorder. And it's noted, it should be noted that 80% of children that are autistic are males. So that's Mm -hmm. really significant. So what role are vaccines and the intense vaccination schedule contributing to this disastrous epidemic? I'm sorry, were you asking me? I don't understand the question. Oh, I said what role are vaccines, uh, do you think, are playing in this epidemic? A hundred percent. Again, there's no autism, Dr. Mayor Eisenstein says, in unvaccinated population. Uh, it's gone from 1 in 10,000 children in the early 80s to now 1 in 50 in little boys because of the testosterone that plays a role. It's really more than that in some areas. There is no question, based on my research and many parents' research, I'm not just by myself, there's a lot of us that have opened our eyes and done our homework, and there's, there's research out there proving it, although you're not going to see it in the medical textbooks, because, again, who writes the medical textbooks? Who funds the medical schools? 
the drug companies. So, of course, they're not going to make it look like the vaccines are responsible at all. Um, you know, you can't go to them because they are, they're purposely trying to, you know, create this uh, sickness incorporated and, and they're making these doctors be legal drug dealers for their vaccinations. Um, but absolutely, the vaccines are 100%, 100% the cause of the autism epidemic, I can very confidently say. Okay. And I absolutely, pharmaceutical companies rely on the fact that it's very difficult to prove that a few vaccine shots are contributing to the autism disorders. They have a vested interest in showing there's no link. It's impossible to prove a causal link because there are so many other sources of toxicity in our environment that contribute to our toxic body burden. And, and to your knowledge, do pharmaceutical companies pay for studies attempting to show no oh, link to autism of vaccines? I was going to tell that was my next my next remark was going to be epidemiological studies are totally paid by the drug companies and of course they they pay for the outcome <laughs> they they pay it because we were one of the only independent researchers uh, I mean only uh, nonprofit organizations the one that I was the president of the Autism Autoimmunity Project is a better known as TAP um, we were the only one of the only ones funding these independent researchers because as soon as they mentioned the vaccines possibly being linked to the autism epidemic they lost all funding. So all yeah. the studies that we do hear about, every one of them are funded by the drug companies. So the yeah, they're the only ones with the money. That's they're right. the only ones with the money to do it. It's millions and millions that's of right. dollars. That's right. And that's why, you know, I even got an email recently. I, I mean, I was, like, nauseating where they said that the flu shot prevents heart disease. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They're this vocal. I mean, they're, like, this deceptive where they're going to literally do a study, pay for a study to say but see, unfortunately, most people, because they blindly trust, like you and I did, we're all victims. You know, we blindly trust, and we are influenced by those kind of studies. And we yeah. don't realize that we need to go deeper and find out who they're funded by and, and what the bigger picture is here. Um, yeah, you know, they know. They spend millions of dollars on public relations. They know that when someone hears about a study on CNN or CBS News, they take it as hard facts. Oh, yeah. And then they have movies like Contagion, and I even went and saw the one with Brad Pitt recently, World War Z or whatever it is. They do uh, it because who's the big, who funds the movie industry? <laughs> the same mm-hmm. families, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the drug companies. Anyway, they make it look like, like with the movie Contagion, I don't know if you saw it yet, but they literally make it look like there's some major outbreak. And, of course, this miraculous vaccine is going to be saving everybody. So yeah. the propaganda and the yeah, it's, it's you have you have to be able to see right through it. And I know, never thought of have, that angle. I never thought of that angle. That's really uh, mind blowing. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we go to watch the movies to see what they're up to because they they enjoy. They're not going to let me or you do a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> teaching the truth. <laughs> they're gonna you know they're gonna definitely make it look like or you know try to hold on to this sacred cow because. You know, it's a lie that's been for so long that uh, that vaccines have saved the world. And, you know, I believed it. You believed it, you know, until we start learning on our own and being forced to learn because of our child's injury. And that's the only reason we're doing this. You know, we're not, we're not, I don't make any money. This is all volunteer work for me. I live and breathe helping anybody who wants to learn about this for absolutely no money. I send out free Educate Before You Vaccinate business cards with the ingredients on the back with our website to give people directions to learn because if those chiropractors would have given me my card, at least I would have had somewhere to go and look into it. Instead, mm-hmm. I blindly trusted my doctor. I do all this. So what's my agenda? I've lost a child. I make no income here. What is my agenda? Now, on the other hand, 
what is their agenda? <laughs> I mean, it's just a no-brainer. You know, they, they want Sickness Incorporated. The drug companies want each and every one of us on 10 to 12 drugs. So they get us started within three hours of birth with a hepatitis B vaccine, and then, you know, 38 by the time they're 18 months of age, and then you have antibiotics, you have ear tubes, you have all the different childhood disorders. Um, you know, it just leads right on up to, uh, you know, child, uh, teenage years and adulthood. And, you know, in our presentation, we show clearly, my husband and I, because I've been married since Casey's, um, Casey's passing, I've been married, and my husband is a cellular disease specialist, and we travel the world literally uh, with this presentation. Me, you know, kind of penetrating the brainwash, showing the autism epidemic is caused by the vaccinations with all the research, the congressional hearings. I mean, my presentation is very fact-based. If anyone wants to watch it, if you go to my website, um, the backinfo.org. You can go to the lecture link and see the presentation. We went to London last year. They invited us out there to speak to the College of Naturopathic Medicine students. Anyway, watch the presentation, see all the facts, and then my husband comes behind me. His presentation is also on the website. Um, his presentation is titled What in the Cell is Going On? Showing the bigger picture, uh, how the things that not only we inject, which kind of sets the stage, the injection, so it's straight to the blood, but then the things you eat, you breathe, and you drink, because, of course, we are overloaded with toxins in our lifetime. But how it's the underlying cause, the toxicities and insufficiencies are the underlying cause of all diseases. It's, it, what all this, anyway, it's a whole message that I encourage anyone who wants to learn more to get on the website and watch for free. Yeah, I and mean, it's just amazing what you're doing. It just seems like you're fighting such an uphill battle. And uh, so what is the actual risk of your child dying from these so-called dreaded diseases against, we're va- against which we're vaccinating our children? Um, the disease is none. I mean, if, you're, if your child, like with my children, no vaccines, um, you know, they their, their immune systems are designed by our creator, I believe, to be exposed and run fever or have diarrhea to purge, you know, to get rid of. So the diseases that aren't even deadly, <laughs> like I said, measles, mumps, and rubella, and chicken pox, and everything they vaccinate our kids for, um, they're, they're not even prevalent nowadays. Uh, but, you know, if someone has chicken pox or even measles, I'd love for them to call me and let me expose my children to it because once their immune system is so strong that they can be exposed to it and fight off, the way they were intended or created to do, and then have permanent immunity. That's the reason God allows these non-deadly diseases is to strengthen our immune system for adulthood and survival. So you want your children to get these diseases, but Mm -hmm. they're not around anymore, and and the vaccines are not the answer. There's natural things, and this is what we teach to build the immune system. Vaccines are not the answer. They poison you. Um, The answer is, you know, eating right and exercising the basic fundamentals of life, drinking lots of good water, you know, basic things to keep you healthy. Yeah, I think people have lost touch. People have lost touch with the fact that if you have a strong body, that you've given it lots of nutrition, lots of healthy paleo nutrition, and you detoxify your body, you go, I have lots of information on my website about how to detox properly. Then you you're going to have a strong body that can fight disease. That's right, that's right, and that's really our whole message is to trust in you know our self healing doctor like a broken arm or a cut in the finger. Our body knows what to do, and when you're overloaded with toxins and insufficiencies, that's when sickness can take hold. 
Um, but as long as your immune system is strong, my husband uses the analogy in his book. He has a book called The Battle for Health is Ever PH. He uses the analogy that um, it's like, you know, dishes in, in your sink, dirty dishes in your sink and cockroaches and ants on the floor. You know, medical doctors are taught, to, you know, that the, the dishes, the cockroaches and ants cause the dirty dishes. Well, what we teach is the opposite. Clean up the dirty dishes and guess what? The cockroaches and ants go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of the same way with our immune system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because these diseases, they can't take down a strong host. They that's they harbor right. in, in weak hosts. That's right. So we, we encourage people to detox, to cleanse, to a complete flushing of all the toxins. And my husband uh, has worked 25 years to perfect a full body flush that's just amazing. We do every couple of months, actually. Because it's like peeling an onion. Every time you cleanse, you go deeper. Um, mm-hmm. But we all have toxins uh, in, from our own vaccines and then also things we've been exposed to our whole life. Um, but, yeah, no, the, it's amazing how any disease process can't take hold in a strong immune system. And yep. um, and that's what totally in opposition of what the pharmaceutical companies teach the medical doctors. Yeah. Well, what do you think are the most deadly vaccinations? All of them. There's no safe vaccine because, you know, because they attenuate in animals, you never know what that batch came from, how sick was that particular animal, you know. Uh, how much mercury did they put in there? How well did the, did the nurse shake up the vial? There's so many variables. Um, so I can't say there's any safe vaccine. To me, the only safe vaccine is breast milk. To me, that's our creative vaccine is, is, is nursing your child and, and giving them the immunity, you know, you've developed over your lifetime. Yeah, it's amazing when you breastfeed your child if they're exposed to a, a virus or something that your breast milk makes antibodies within eight hours and it exactly. gives them immunity. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's our creator's vaccine is breast milk. You can't poison your baby to health, and that's what vaccines are. Vaccines poison your baby or, or yeah. your system. Yeah, I really worry about the MMR vaccine. That seems like one of the most, uh, the one of the worst vaccines that a lot of children have had reactions to. Yeah, and even with my daughter, we noticed uh, the biggest regression after that particular shot. She received hers at 15 months, and she wasn't. She was already not crawling and all that. You know, she was already neurodevelopmentally delayed. But after that shot, her and what I've learned from one of our researchers is that there's a gut-brain connection. So it's almost like a opiate effect in their gut. That's the Wakefield found, and if we would give her wheat or milk products she would literally just bump in the walls. And she also developed severe constipation after that shot, too. So, you know, again, the gut's directly linked to the brain. So it definitely added to a compounding. It's not like one vaccine can hurt your child. It's the compounding effect. You know, the more yeah. mercury, the more the added up, you know, the more vaccines, the more, you know, by the time they're 18 months, 38 of them, you know, by this time. And it's just that added amount that, um, it's, and then when they get the, the MMR, the MMR is given between 12 and 15 months of age, and those are three live viruses, measles, mumps, and rubella, all at one time. There's no mercury, no heavy metals. There's three live viruses that are injected into our children. Even you and I would have a problem being exposed yeah. to three live viruses all at one time. <laughs> yeah, that's a big burden for the immune system. When does it ever exactly. encounter that? It never encounters that in nature. Exactly. So it's an overload on their system is what it is. They've already had the other one, the other vaccines that have compromised their immune system. Then they're hit with those three live viruses at all time, at one time. It's just, it's just crazy what we're doing yeah. to our children. 
and if and they're if sick at all see. during that time, if they're at all sick, like, sometimes you don't even know that they, the child has a, a little bit of virus going on. You go in there and vaccinate them, their immune system just cannot handle it. Right. It's just an overload on their immune system. And we're just, it's just crazy what we're letting them do to our children in the name of health. It's just absolutely yeah. crazy. It makes me wonder why also, um, I know it's more convenient for parents, but when the pharmaceutical companies put three vaccines in one vaccination, one shot, that there's no way, there's no, there can't be any liability because the person can't say, oh, it was this, it was, it's just so much better to do the single vaccinations. Like if parents are, are going to it, they're adamant about it, because when you do three at one time, there's no way to tell which one caused the injury, which one caused the fatality. That's right. And it's all and a way for think- pharma- it's always a way for the pharmaceutical companies to avoid liability. Yeah, yeah. Which they don't have right. any liability, but the government has to pay for any vaccination injuries. Yeah, the drug companies are completely immune to liability, go figure. Um but uh but yeah, no, even the single vaccines, Wendy, I can't recommend personally because the the heavy metals are still in there. You know, the yeah. compounding effect of the mercury with the aluminum and the formaldehyde and all that is all in there. It's it's which is brew. So, and, and for a disease, it's not even deadly is my point. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not recommending yeah. them. I'm just saying if parents are right. going to, it's probably a better idea to do that. that. Yeah, I mean, they ask me sometimes, and I'm like, well, poison, poison, poison. <laughs> do you want to poison Yeah, if it's one dose or triple dose. They are poison when you do your homework. So, yeah, so yeah anyway, we definitely have to reach these misinformed parents, and I just really appreciate you allowing me to help be a voice for them because – you know, they don't they don't have a choice. You know, at least you and I have a choice to walk into Walgreens or whatever and get the flu shot or the shingle shot or the pneumonia shot, you know. These babies don't have a choice. We're holding yeah. them down thinking we're doing out of our love for them, thinking we're doing yeah. the best thing for them. And it's just total deception and parents have a right to have all the facts before they make that choice. Yeah, and I've heard so many mothers say that they're they're vaccinating their children because they have to they have to so they can go to school, and it just mm-hmm. it amazes me that people they just don't know they think they have to or they're told by the school that they have to before they can attend. Are you actually in fact required to vaccinate your child before they can go to school? No, there are exemptions. Um, what I have found out, and what parents will find out when they start doing their homework. The drug companies give financial incentives to the schools for every vaccinated child. So it's back to the love of money, the root of all evil, <laughs> okay? They mm. get money for every vaccinated child. So, of course, they're going to say no shots, no school, no kidding, they say here in West Palm Beach, Florida. It's not true. There's religious exemptions in every state but West Virginia and Mississippi, and it's so easy to get them. You just go to your local health department and say vaccines are against my religious belief. They don't even have the right to ask you what religion you are. Just, you know, tell them the tree told you last night not to vaccinate them, whatever you want to say. Just <laughs> a religious exemption. The school has to accept it. Um, every state, like I said, but West Virginia and Mississippi has that one. And then about 20 states have the philosophical exemption, a consensus exemption. And this is where you just write a note and say, I don't believe in them, and the school has to accept it. And we have those listed on our website under the exemption and under the educate link. Um, you can look up the state to see what is available in your state. And then every state has the medical exemption, which is a, a medical doctor has to endorse it. But it's kind of hard to get that because, they're going up against everything they've been taught. Uh, even though I do have medical doctors I work with, the ones that have gone outside their medical training um, and realized the vaccines are causing the autism epidemic, it's impossible to have a genetic epidemic. 
I mean, again, we've gone from one in 10,000 children being autistic to now one in 50. And it's going to keep going, Wendy. It's going to, it's going to be every other child until we wake up yeah. to what we're doing. Yeah, and it um, makes me so sad because there's no way that this is a genetic thing. It is caused, it has environmental causes. And the most obvious one, you know, is the vaccines. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, there's other toxins that add to it, but the vaccines are the underlying cause because that's compromising the immune system to allow the other things they're exposed to just not be able to, they're not able to handle the toxic exposure on top of their blood poisoning. Yeah. So how are the pharmaceutical companies getting away with poisoning our kids? I mean, the pharmaceutical companies are making billions with the vaccines and yet have no liability whatsoever for their product. And Mm -hmm. how do you think this affects the safety of vaccines when the manufacturer has no liability? That's how they get away with it. I mean, they they had, you know, the protection. Um, and, And like I said, to them, it's all about making money. To them, it's about keeping us sick, you know, getting us sick and keeping us sick. So, I mean, as we said at the beginning of the show, it's Sickness Incorporated. It's a big business to them. And because they fund the medical schools and they write the textbooks that teach these medical doctors, and we worship these medical doctors. They talk this doctor needs techno-jargon language that make us feel intimidated and stupid. So we blindly trust them, thinking they're so smart that they must know what that vaccines, you know, what vaccines do. Um, meanwhile, they're just mistaught. When you start doing your homework, you realize they just don't know this stuff. They, the, the drug companies keep them from knowing the facts. They make them think that the polio vaccine eradicated polio. We'd all be dead if it wasn't for the polio vaccine. But then when you do your homework and you realize it was coming down because of better sanitation and nutrition way before the introduction of the vaccination. So when you start doing your homework and doing the true research, you realize that what we're being told is just not true. Everything's a lie. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. All, it's amazing to me that in India right now, Bill Gates' foundation is spending millions vaccinating children against polio there, and it's there's no point because it's not the vaccination; it's the sanitation there. And there's been fifty thousand cases of polio-induced paralysis, and they know it's from the vaccines because it's the strain that's in the vaccine, and it's just a complete waste of time. Exactly. And even if someone's not vaccinated with the polio vaccine, if they're around one of the children that, or one of the people that got the vaccine, they're exposed because it's a live virus. Yeah. So it's actually shedding, you know. So it's just, it's, it's, you know, like I said, the big business uh, mentality and, and our babies are the reason or being the ones suffering from their greediness. You know, just to and, and back to the families. I mean, I go, I expose the Rothschilds, the Rock, you know, the Rockefellers. Those are the ones that own the drug companies. You don't ever hear about them. You think Bill Gates is the richest person? You start doing your homework. They tell Bill Gates what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they control this world, <laughs> and uh, they're the evidence, the evil doers, I call them, because they they want to, you know, just get everybody sick and keep the whole, you know, money go round going, the sickness money go round going, money, you know, it's just crazy what they're getting away with. And you know, I'm not going to be quiet until you know the job is done. And even though it is an uphill battle, I mean, I know a lot of parents have you know heard the message and are waking up to the truth about vaccinations and are choosing to abstain. A lot of parents, um, even though the statistics, because the drug companies you know control those studies, show that you know there's a high populated um, vaccinated population. There's many people who are abstaining from vaccines. 
Yeah, I thought it really interesting. Earlier in the show, you talked about how you believe the vaccines are causing cancer and other diseases. Can you explain mm-hmm. that a little bit more? Well, even Congressman Burton uncovered he had a um, he had hearings on the SV40, that simian virus number 40, meaning the 40th monkey virus found that they're finding in cancer tumors. So oh, wow. the switch is brew. Yeah, this, this cancer is every two and a half people right now. So almost every other person is going to be given the label of cancer. And my husband's um, CD and book, he's writing what in the cell is going on, explains clearly it's 12,000 different labels, but it's all the same disease. It's cellular malfunction from the vaccines primarily because these, you know, all this, all this witch's brew is in our bloodstream, even just the couple that we received as children is in our bodies. And it, because it compromises and then the things you eat, you breathe, and you drink, and then there's a payday. And it comes out in the form of cancer as well. It finds an SB40 in tumors. So, or, you know, he also explains, depending on your path of least resistance, your genetic weakness, the toxins accumulate, usually to highly electrical, um, you know, the brain, the spinal cord. Anyway, they put a little, they slap a label on it. And it's all the same thing. It's the cells malfunctioning because of all the toxicities and insufficiencies. So he's reversed not only fourth-stage terminal cancer, but diabetes, arthritis. All these diseases can be reversed if you clean up the toxins, cleanse the body, and then you give the body the nutrition, the nutri- the, you know, the nutrition and the things it needs to build. You can't give it a synthetic pharmaceutical laboratory-made drug and, and, and expect it to get well. You've got to give it real, you know, real nutrition. I just get, I wanted to share, since I have a little bit of time, a perfect example. My brother, who's four years younger than me, just last month, I grew up to see my mom with my children in Wilmington, North Carolina. And my mom says, your brother's in the hospital. I'm like, what? And so we drove over the next morning to three hours to where he lives, got a hotel, and he just fell out of the hospital. He was in there because he was not able to think. I mean, literally, he couldn't even tell the hospital emergency room, the doctors, his date of birth. His brain is overloaded with toxins. So he's abusive. Mm. He smokes, you know, menthol cigarettes, drinks a bunch, you know, eats parties, uh, ham and cheese sandwiches for dinner to save money and all that stuff. Okay, he cannot think. I'm actually going there to really say goodbye to my brother. He's four years younger, 44 years old. And my son, who's with me, who just did the cleanse with my, my husband and I, he gives his testimony and tells him how the cleanse helps him thinking and all that and said, Uncle Shane, why don't you just try it, you know? So Shane was desperate because they couldn't find out anything. They couldn't find out why he was not able to function. His brain was not, he couldn't even talk on the phone with somebody. Yeah, they don't, test for toxi- they don't test for toxins unless it's an acute no toxicity. Right, they have no way of testing for toxicity. So they did MRIs, CAT scans, give them a bill of health. Okay, meanwhile, he can't even give them his date of birth, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I even asked him when I saw him, when I went to his house, because he just got out of the hospital when we got there, and I'm like, Shane, what were your symptoms? He looked at me like a deer in headlights and said, what do you mean? He couldn't even answer my question or what his symptoms were when he went into the emergency room. So I knew my brother was on his way out if he didn't make a change. So my son convinces him to try the cleanse. We get up the next morning. We buy the juicer. We buy the organic vegetable juicing, juices, vegetables and carrots and cucumbers and all that. But my kids are literally pulling out the, the vegetables from the bag and making his juice. He tastes it and says, this isn't bad. I can do this. We take him back with us to my mom, put him under a 21-day deep cellular cleanse of my husband's, and do you know he is perfectly back to normal. He even told me yesterday, I felt like a 20-year-old again. <laughs> wow. That's great. It's amazing. And you know what else? Our scanner, because my husband has cellular body scanners way beyond 
medical diagnoses as cellular, um, and it showed that it was, because his liver was so backed up with toxins, it was released in ammonia, which was getting into his brain. Yeah. So as soon as we started cleaning up the ammonia and cleaning up the toxins in his body and giving him the organic vegetable juice and hydrating him, everything started coming back. And this wow. is every disease process, yeah, including autism. Gary has a little boy hunter in New York. Well, now, now that it's not New York anymore, it's moved. But anyway, she just sent me a video a couple of days ago, his sixth birthday party, and he looks like a normal little boy. So he's in the second cleanse of my husband's right now. So, and I mean, so this is just story after story I could share with you on how, you know, the toxicities overloaded of toxins and insufficiency is the cause of all diseases. And the number one delivery of toxicities is going straight to the bloodstream, bypassing your nose, your throat, you know, the mouth, the purge, and going straight to the blood with all these toxins, straight to the bloodstream, 38 times by the time our babies are 18 months of age. I mean, that's the number one cause of all diseases is the vaccination. Yeah, it just lays the groundwork. It destroys your immune system, and it lays the groundwork for cancer and autoimmune diseases, which are the fastest rising um, you know, sector of diseases in the world, in the U.S. Right. as well. I've never just, heard about these diseases before. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new, new paradigm. It's, they're new diseases. Okay. And guess what? We're also vaccinated at increasing rates. It's not a coincidence. Yep, yep. So we just encourage everybody. I know we've kind of rocked the world a little bit with this information. Um, I wish I would have had me listening to me before I chose to blindly hold my baby down. Um, so be thankful that you are hearing this message. And we just encourage people to go and do their homework. Um, my website's a great place to start. Do you mind, Wendy, if I give them the website? Please, please. Okay, it's VacInfo, V as in Victor, A, C, I, N as in Nancy, F, F as in Frank, O, VacInfo.org. And under the educate link, you can get uh, all the vaccine exemptions, the vaccine ingredients, the vaccine decline of diseases. It's a great place to start. Um, and, and just do your homework. There's other websites under my resource link that are saying the same exact thing and lead you to other areas so you can just keep learning. Um, you know, I encourage you to call us if you have questions. Uh, we have a toll-free number, 800-939-8227 that you can call at any time. I live and breathe to do this and to help other children or other parents make decisions. So, um, you know, please feel free to call and ask any questions and try to come to one of our presentations and watch the presentation on the website. If you go to the very front page of the backinfo.org, under the lecture link, click on lectures, and then about halfway down, you'll see both the Educate Before You Vaccinate presentation that I did in London last year, and then also the What in the Cell is Going On presentation with my husband. And I promise you, it'll be really simplistic. Once you watch that, you'll see the cause of all diseases and the solution. There is a solution. There is a reversal of all diseases, but not by going to a medical doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and also, listeners, if you're interested in having April speak at your convention or other event, uh, please be sure to seek her out and help her spread her message. Because, April, I have to say that I truly admire your work on this very contentious issue. I'm sure I might be getting some weird emails after the show. That's okay. <laughs> and I'm sure you're dealing with so much ignorance, fear, and resistance and fighting an absolute uphill battle on this issue. And your opponent, the pharmaceutical companies, have so much money and power, it, just, it seems really daunting. So I want to personally thank you for dedicating your life to this worthy cause and helping to save thank our children. You. 
Thank and you. Thank you. I really that's admire your saying. It's really one life at a time. That's my philosophy. Just, you know, share the information with people in the presentation because the presentation, you know, right now you're hearing my heart as a mom. My presentation is very fact-based. I mean, I show the congressional hearings. I show the research and their quotes, you know, so there's no refuting after you see the presentation. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sold. I, I heard you on another <laughs> podcast, and I was like, I have got to get awesome. her on the show. Your, your message Thank is you. so clear and so well presented. Thank you. I can't do it without people like you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, April, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, bless you a lot, sweetheart. You too. Thank you. And thank you uh, to all the listeners out there for tuning into the Live to 110 podcast. That is all for today.